Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination. So pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I'm the pastor of Elevation Church, and this is our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so we can get you these new sermons every week. I hope you're blessed today. When we were out on Elevation Nights this week, every night I wanted to preach off of that, that song, Same God, and really share something from that. And the Lord kind of spoke to me on the last night and said, do it when you get home. So I'm home, so we're going to do it today. And I think it's really going to be special for you. I believe that. Hey, on your way down to your seat, just high five or hug five people and tell them I'm glad you're here today. I'll be sharing. Thank you, team. Y'all sound fresh. Never get tired. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Mount up on wings like eagles. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I'm going to share from two scriptures today. The first one is from the New Testament. These just happen to be two of my favorite scriptures. In Romans chapter 8, I really love this passage. Romans 8, 28 through 32, and then Exodus 3, 13 through 15. These two scriptures go together really well. You'll see that. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 through 32 and Exodus 3:13 through 15. And we know 
that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, You're trying to get me wound up early. Not going to work. I'm pacing myself today. Who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? And as if that weren't enough, God gave us another scripture to consider from Exodus 3, 13 through 15. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. I'm calling on the God of Jacob. This is where we get it from. This is in the Bible. The God of Jacob has sent me. To you. This is my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. And since today we sang to the God of Jacob, the God of Moses, the God of David, the God of Mary, I kind of want to take it one step further today and I want to talk to you about the God of also. The God of also. I never heard of that guy. Is he in Exodus 4? No. No. I want to talk about the God of also. The God who also said to Moses, look at this in verse 15. The God who also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. Now, God and Moses are having a conversation, and it's going back and forth. Moses is stuck on his own limitations, and God is trying to speak to Moses about his power and his purpose. And This back and forth happens all throughout the third chapter of Exodus. I didn't give you all of it today just for time's sake, but you can read it on your own time. You'll find Moses Really, this is, this is something. I can't believe I never saw this before. Moses didn't call on God. God called on Moses. So The song we were singing, if you weren't watching the worship set earlier, we said, I'm calling on the God of Moses. But even that is powerful. 
if you get inside this thought with me for just a moment today, that before Moses ever called on God, God called on Moses. I believe God has called us all. I don't believe God just selects a special few to work for him and serve him. I believe that God calls us all in particular ways at certain times in accordance with his purpose. That's kind of why I read you Romans 8, because I wanted you to get a picture that you don't have to lead a whole nation out of captivity to be called by God. You certainly don't have to be some preacher or some kind of amazing billionaire mogul to be called by God or a singer to be called by God. Uh, you can be called by God and nobody else really know the calling he's put inside of you. He knows. The biggest comfort in my life is that God knew it all when he called me. I'm grateful for that. Even as I send my oldest son off to college in a few weeks, um, I try to tell him that you know, God knows it all. And so this next step that you're going to take in your life as you turn 18 on Tuesday, it's going to involve things that you never saw coming, but God saw it all when he called you. Not just called you to do something, but when he called you into the earth. He foreknew. Go back to Romans 8 for a minute. Can we study this? So good. Everybody always reads Romans 8:28. All things work together for the God. The other stuff is really good too. What comes after? I want to show you this too. It said, All things work together for the good of those that love God and call according to his purpose. Now go to verse 29. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Ah. So God's calling is really about character. God's calling is less about what college you go to and more about who you're going to be when you get there. So tell somebody God is calling you to be nicer. People like, well, I don't know what God's calling me to do. That's fine if you know what God's calling you to do. I don't know what God's calling. He's calling you to be kind. He's calling you to apologize when you're wrong. He's calling you to be generous. My amens are dying, Lord. He's calling you to be more submitted and surrendered to the moment he's placed you in and not so anxious about the future that you can't control. He's calling you. If somebody shout, I'm called. I'm called to be like Christ. So this whole sequence that the apostle Paul gives us, which is kind of demonstrated in the life of Moses, not kind of demonstrated, it's totally demonstrated in the life of Moses. It tells me, verse 29, that God knew you when he called you, and he called all of you. God knew you when he called you, and he called all of you away with a half-hearted commitment to a God who called all of me and gave all of himself so that I could be saved and redeemed 
and conformed to the image of his son. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. That's talking about Jesus, brothers and sisters. I said brothers because the King James says the firstborn among many brethren. I got kind of hung up there, forgive me, with my vow sounds. But it says that those he predestined, he also called. It's about to get good. So I'm telling you, man, your neighbor better watch out because you might start praising God when I show you this. Somebody watching this in your apartment, they're about to call the cops when they hear what's happening. They're going to think it's a crime scene. Ah, oh, but it's, a, it's an amazing chain of events. It says those he predestined, he also called. And here's where I want to spend a moment with you that those he called, he also justified. Because here's, here's what happens, right? Like, God called you to do something. God called you to be something. God called you to move into a certain, I don't know, a certain new position that He put you in. God called you to raise a family. God called you to glorify Him in a difficult situation. No matter what the situation we would name, God gives a revelation in every situation of who He is, and it is changeless. But it is ever expanding in our consciousness because we will never know all there is to know of God. So, the first thing we have to understand when we come to God is we must not box Him in with our broken understanding of who He is or our limited language. That's why when Moses said, Who do I tell them has called me? he said, I am. Well, that leaves a lot of room, right? Because you are going to need God to be a lot of different things in your life at a lot of different times. Sometimes you might find yourself in a wilderness and you might need water for your soul. He will be what He will be living water. Sometimes you might need guidance from God and it might be dark, so you need a pillar of fire to guide you, and God will light up the sky to show you your next step. No, it won't show you the next ten years, because then you would think you didn't need him, and you would dismiss him from his role in your life, and you would start living by reason rather than revelation, so he'll show you by fire at night enough to take your next step, and that's really all you ever need. As a matter of fact, if it gets too hot in the day, he'll take the fire down and he'll put the cloud out on the day shift, and he'll guide you by a cloud cover in the daytime so that the sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. He will preserve your soul forevermore. He is God, and he'll go with you in every season of your life. That's why he said, I am. God does not have many identities. He only has one identity but he has infinite expressions. So you will never exhaust God by your own human knowledge. That not only includes the nature of God, but it includes the nature of you. What I love about God's conversation with Moses, by the way, it is so good to be preaching here today. I love preaching God's word to you. I mean that. I love it. I love it. And you know, I love, I love being able to talk through things with you that seem simple on the surface, but really, if you dig down deep, they're very complex. Because 
When, when Moses is called by God, he doesn't immediately agree with what God says about him. It takes time for that to happen. One of the things that I'm realizing about each and every human being that I speak to is that your potential is a mystery. Not to God, but to you and to all of us who are watching you, your potential is a mystery. It is a mystery that will be revealed with maturity. So the more that you decide to grow into and go forward in what God speaks to you, the more we will see what was there all along. This is why it's very important that you never limit God by speaking about your potential from the point of view of your past. Moses was a great man of God. He went on to be one of the greatest leaders that the nation ever knew. But he was also… Everybody say also. JJ, you're so quick, I should put you on my staff. He was also a murderer. Moses had a great passion to lead God's people, but he also had a past. And that's why I thought he was a good example for us to talk about the God of also, because Moses was born as a Hebrew, but he was also raised as an Egyptian. He was called to lead people forward, but he was living in Midian in the mistakes of his past. Have you ever been called to something but caught in something at the same time? Like, I know God is calling me forward. I know God is speaking to me about my future, but I'm also caught in something. So I believe all of that, that all things work together for the good. I believe all of that, that God has a purpose for me. I believe all of that, that God is great and he can be anything. I'm, I'm called to this, but I'm caught in that. And the beautiful thing about it is God knows exactly what he called you to, and he knows exactly what you're caught in. And God knew what you would be caught in when he called you to what he called you to. All the people that have some funky stuff in your life right now, make some noise and praise God. That he knew what I'd be caught up in. He called you up even as he saw you caught up in the things that you're walking through in your life right now. So the truth of it is you're here today and you're praising God because I am forgiven and you are forgiven. But it is also true that you may be frustrated that although you are forgiven of certain things, you are not free of those things yet. So I'm forgiven, but I'm also… I'll preach to you, lady. I'm, I'm forgiven. <laughs> She's real. I like her. I'm forgiven, 
but I'm also frustrated because although I'm forgiven completely by Christ and I know that's done and he knows that I'm his and he knows what he's called me to, he knows what he's called me to, but I don't. So I'm frustrated because I'm forgiven, but I'm not completely free yet. So God says, Moses, I'm sending you to do a big work, and I'm sending you in my name, and I'm sending you because I've called you and I chose you. And Moses says, Suppose I go and they say, What is his name? What do I tell them? And God said, Won't you tell them I am? And then in verse 15 comes the thing that touched me the most, where as Moses is going back and forth with God about what he's not, I mean, he gives God a whole list, a whole list of his limitations. I'm not a good speaker and you want me to talk. I'm a murderer and you want me to go back. I'm a fugitive and you want me to go back to the place where I'm wanted. He gives him a whole list of what he can't do, like we all do. I wish I could read your list out loud right now. Just to see how you'd feel about it if we read your list. List of limitations and list of labels. Man, Moses says it all. What got me was the beginning of verse 15, where it said that God also said to Moses, Who do I tell them sent me? God, and God also said, to Moses. Now that in itself is powerful because he gives his name, the God of your fathers, the God of, read them out loud with me, please Abraham, Isaac, Israel. Read them again, y'all. Get it right. Get it right this time. It's on the screen. The God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Why y'all keep saying Jacob? Jacob was his old name. In the Old Testament, there's there was a man named Jacob, and and his name meant deceiver because he was tricky. And so they named him after his behavior. He was tricky. But God changed his name and he called him Israel. That's what the whole nation that Moses is being called. This is hundreds of years later now. Moses is being called as a continuation of what God started hundreds of years earlier. And God says, Go back and tell them and remind them this is a continuation. This is a generational thing. God didn't just get started when you got born. Your calling is a continuation of something much greater. I need you to believe that it's not just about you. It's not just about you. So he said, I love it. The God of, let's try it one more time. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. No! He said, Jacob! That's the revelation. Because you would expect for God. When he was identifying himself to identify with Israel, which doesn't mean deceiver, it means prince. So if God 
who is all powerful is identifying himself with someone, he should identify himself with Israel, the prince. But he didn't. Why would God, who is mighty, why would God, who is high and lifted up, why would God, who is all encompassing, why is God, who is perfect, why is God, who is holy, stooping down to call himself the God of Jacob? Maybe he wants you to know that he doesn't just want to be your God when you're living like a prince. Maybe he wants you to know that he is also be free. That he is also. Somebody shout also. Yes, yeah, so he is God when I've got it together. But he is God when I don't. He is God when I feel his presence. But he is God when I don't feel a goosebump at all. So I will praise him when I feel his presence. But I will praise him when I don't feel his presence. I'll do it when I feel it. But I will also do it when I don't. Because he's no less worthy. He's no less holy. He's no less capable. He's no less God. He's all God. He's water. He's fire. He's cloud by day and fire by night. High five as many people as you can reach and say he's all that. He's all that. The great I am is all that. He's all that. He's all that. Those he foreknew, he also predestined. Can I tell you a secret? You really didn't choose to come to church today. You were predestined to be here. Can I tell you a secret? Your YouTube algorithm did not recommend this video. The Holy Spirit of God served it in your feet because you needed it. Because where you're going, God is calling you out of something you're caught in. And I don't care what it is you've been caught in, you're still called. You're still chosen. You're still anointed. You're still blessed. You're still favored. Nothing in the world can stop it. Talking about the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of also. He said, Come here, Moses. I'm your God too. Say your name out loud. And we'll put it in the song. I'm calling on the God of. I'll make a song right now. Give me a name. I'm going to need just one. Sounds like the Tower of Babel in here. Hugo. We got to do Hugo. So I'm calling on the God of Hugo. He'll be with you wherever. 
this. See, I'm not just a preacher. I'm also a songwriter. I'll tell you something funny about God. Now listen, God is so God is so creative. God is so kind. God is so wise. God is so creative. God is so kind. God is so wise. Which one is he? He's creative. He's also kind. He's also wise. All of those things work together. Remember my first scripture? For the good of those who love him. I remember sitting in the airport in Charlotte flying out to Nashville 18, 19 years ago. At the time, I wanted to write songs, and then God called us to start the church way earlier than I thought we were going to start it. I thought I would start this church when I was about 45. So that would be two years from now, we'd be having our launch service. Oh, by the way, just like it says, God foreknew, you don't foreknew. <laughs> you don't even know how long it's going to take you to get to work, and you drive in the same traffic every day, and you're still late, okay? So that's how much we don't know. So I remember sitting in the airport flying out to Nashville for a songwriting appointment, and I was going to give God um, my songwriting dreams and lay them on the altar like Isaac, like Abraham laid Isaac. I, was, I remember praying this really dramatic prayer about it, too. I'm like, Lord, you know the dreams that I have, but you know the plans that you have for me in accordance with Jeremiah 29, 11, plans to prosper me, not to harm me, give me hope in the future. So I just lay my Isaac on the altar like Abraham laid Isaac. It was, it was so deep, right? Because sometimes we want to use these epic stories. Abraham was about to kill his kid, and all I was doing was saying, all right, I'm going to put the songwriting thing aside and be a pastor and start a church, because I believe this is what God is calling me to do. And I did think he was calling me. So I remember telling him, telling God, flying out from Charlotte to Nashville, all right, I've given it to you, God. I guess I'll just give you this dream of writing songs, worship songs. <laughs> when we were standing in Nashville for Elevation Nights Friday, singing songs that came out of our church, this church, I literally laughed at how I thought I was giving something to God. You got to get the picture. I can't tell if you're getting what I'm trying to say. I thought I was giving God something. Okay, I won't be a songwriter. I'll, I'll, I'll just be a pastor. Here's Isaac. And God's like, cool. Go preach my word. Go, go reach the city I've called you to reach for Jesus. And when you do that, I will. Here's your word. Here's your word for the week. Watch for the also. Watch for the also. Sometimes the also that God will give you, what he'll throw in for free, will be bigger than the thing that you came seeking. 
I love Matthew 6:33. I love it. I love it in my bones. I love how it says, "Seek first the kingdom, and all these things will be given to you." Like God is rich, so he could just give you stuff thrown in if you seek him. But if you seek stuff, you miss him, and you're left with nothing. So we call on God. We don't call on things. We call on God. He's our source. We depend on God. We trust in God. And He also, also, also. You can't get so worried about the way you thought things were supposed to happen because all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. It's about the purpose of God, not just your preferences in any given moment. It's about the purpose of God, not just your plan according to your limited knowledge. And God said that someone needed to hear this message today because you are so caught up in what you thought your life would be at this moment like Moses that you need to meet the God of also this morning. He knows what you're not. But the thing about God who knows what you're not, because you can't put in what God left out. You know how many times I've told God stuff I needed to do the assignment that he gave me, and he didn't add any additional equipment to it? Like he just left me to strengthen what I do have? Well, God knows all of that. but. But not only does he know what you're not, he knows what you are also that you haven't discovered yet. Now, this is kind of deep. Can I give you a seminar point? All right. All self development is really self discovery. I don't believe in self development. I believe I believe in the Holy Spirit's development in my life. Well, the Holy Spirit wants you to work on yourself. One of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is self-control. That's in Galatians. I, I, I love the way we justify stuff. You know what I mean? So we we want to find out not only what have I known myself to be at this stage in my life, but what am I also that God knows that I don't? Remember, it says, those he foreknew, he also predestined. Those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. Y'all need to see it again on the screen. I can tell. Put it back up on Romans 8. I am not going to skim over this. It's too life-changing. It's too rich. Sometimes I just skim, skim over stuff, and it doesn't get down deep, but I'm not going to do it today because the Holy Spirit wants you to hear this. He said, verse 30, those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. So here's what it is. He predestined you according to his purpose for you. He created you before he called you. It stands to reason that he would have created you to be exactly what he needed you to be for what he would call you to do. So all of the arguments that you give yourself about how you're not what you need to be are wrong 
because you are called by a God who created you. He would not have created you to be less than or different than what he would call you to be in another season of your life. So come up, Abby. So I'm calling Abby to the stage right now. I am calling Abby, my daughter, to the stage for a purpose. I wanted to call her to the stage because I wanted to use her for a purpose. She is wearing a shirt that if you zoom in on the camera, it says, I'm calling on the God of Jacob, Moses, Mary, your verse, and David. All of that is on her shirt. What a coincidence. Nope. That must be God. She was at the right place on the front row. Look how great that worked out. It's almost like I told her to wear it. It's almost like I had a purpose for preaching. And so when I told her, I need you to wear that purple shirt that says, I'm calling on the God of Jacob and Moses and Mary and David. It's almost like I predestined her for this purpose for this moment. So watch this. Of all the people in this room, there are only three that I had a part in creating. A small part. The fun part. So let's follow the sequence. Um, created, called. Created, called. Predestined, purpose. So what is God calling you into right now? Wouldn't it make sense for you to stop being so doubtful and stop second-guessing his sovereignty and stop telling him excuses and just come on up and do and be what you were created to be, believing that if he called me, that he created me and positioned me for the purpose that he predestined me for. All I'm trying to say is that the God who called you also created you. So if you don't have it, take it up with him. He must not want it from you. That's why he created other people. That's why comparison is a thief and a liar and a drug that we take to talk ourselves down from our high calling. Because I didn't call Graham for this illustration. I didn't call Elijah for this illustration. They are bigger in stature, but she was better for this purpose. Because I put her in what she needed for this moment. Now I want to preach and prophesy to somebody. God knew what he would need you to do before you ever got to this people planet. Why are you screaming, preacher? Because God gave me breath for this message for somebody to know that there's breath in your lungs for this assignment. 
the God of Jacob, that deceiver, the God of Moses, that murderer, the God of Mary, a virgin to have the baby Jesus, a peasant to give birth to the preeminent word of God, the God of David? The eighth son, oh, God just gave me this, listen to this. When the prophet came to anoint the next king, Jesse lined up seven sons that he thought were the right choice. Samuel said, none of these are the right ones. Don't you have any more? And Jesse said, well, there is also… So yeah, he's the God of Jacob, and yeah, he's the God of Moses, and yeah, he's the God of Mary, and yeah, he's the God of David, but he's also the God of Abby. High five somebody, say he's my God too. He's my king too. He's my savior too. He's my shepherd too. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's the God of the mountains. But he's also the God of the valley, so I don't care where you find yourself lately. He is all. So. Feel this. I feel this. And what if everything you've gone through? Thank you, baby. Y'all give her a hand. What if everything that God has allowed your life to be up until this point is preparation for what you are predestined for? What if your name belongs on that shirt too? What if we put your name on that shirt too, just believing what Romans 8.28 says, that all things… All things, good things, bad things, everything in between, all things work together. All things work together. Good things, bad things, everything in between. All right, we'll work on it later. I'll try it out. What if? What if the things in your life that are happening are not random? You ever wonder? So when they say, you're sending your kid to college, isn't college a waste of money? I'm like, nah, not really. Because you can go to college and God can use you. You can also not go to college and God can use you. He's the God of also open doors, closed doors, PhDs, and post hole diggers. PhD, post hole digger. So I'm asking you something, and I'm, I'm, really, I'm really wanting to know what you think about it because I've been thinking about it a lot. 
All right. Let's say you made a mistake and you went down a wrong path. Can God stop, not be down the wrong path also? If the answer to that is no, then what was he doing looking for Peter after his resurrection when Peter went back fishing after denying him? He was right there. He appeared to the disciples who waited for him, but he also appeared to Thomas who didn't believe. I think we shouldn't box God in to think that he's only as big as our good decisions. Who did that just set free? No. When I went to college, I was paralyzed by the idea, what if I'm at the wrong college? What if I'm at the wrong college? What if I'm at the wrong college? Well, I did my four years. I got my degree. Let me tell you what else I got in college. You ever heard of Holly? You ever heard of Holly? I got her in college. Now, which one do you think I, I enjoy? More the degree, the thing that I came to achieve and accomplish, or what I got also. And that's what I'm saying. Watch for God in the also. Almost like you know, when your kids come and they're being real nice to you, how was your day? Can I do anything for you? Dad, I'm praying for you as you approach this sermon. I just know that the Lord is going to move in power like he does. That's what he does. He's a waymaker guy, and I'm just like, get to it. I'm not saying you didn't come to tell me these things, but what did you also come in this room for to ask me about? Yeah, I just want to know, can I have your old phone? Ah, that's it. That's what you came in here for. He came in so excited about the wrestling yesterday. I said, tell me about it. Oh, it was great. It was great. I said, and what else? He said, well, I was just wondering, that old phone that you… Yeah, oh, that's the also. God is kind of like that, too. You got to watch him for the also. For we know that in all things, God works for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. But Romans 8.29 also says that those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. What if the things that you're going through are all so that you can be more like Jesus? And We don't say that it's good when you go through suffering, but what if you adopted a view of your life that said, this is all so that God can make me more like his Son, Jesus? You would be undefeatable by the devil. Because what is he going to bring against you if it's all so that you can be more like God who is for you? So what can he do now? That's, that's what I think Paul got to, because he goes down this chain. 29 again, please. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So he knew that Moses would have this hesitation, but he chose Moses because he knows Moses. He knows what Moses is not. He knows what Moses was. He knows what Moses will be. He knows what I'm not. He knows what I was. He knows what I will be. Say all of that. He knows what I'm not. He knows what I was. He knows what I will be. God is the only one who knows all three of those. Because some of us, we don't even know what we're not yet. 
So we are trying so hard to be something and somebody we were not created to be that it is killing us. But we could get content if we just go, God, you know what I'm not. Show me what I'm not. You know what I was, so you see where I've been. You've mar marked out my steps, and you are the only one who knows what I will be. So those he predestined, he also, what does it say, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Next verse. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. That's talking about the cross. That means he made you right. So you can't be the wrong one for it because he made you right for it. He can't, he, 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 would, he would not call you to. He cannot call you to something that he did not create you for. So those he called, he also. Justified. That's how I know I have what it takes. And those he justified, he also glorified. Look at all these also's in the Bible. Look at the God of also. Look how he doesn't just set you on your path and say, Well, I've saved you and I've forgiven you. Now it's up to you to work it out in your life. No, 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 no. The God who saves will also sustain. I hear you, Lord. He who began a good work in you. Will also be faithful to complete it. Verse 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? We all stand like Moses, trying to respond to the revelation of what God is calling us to do next. But here is our power. If God is for us, who can be against us? And here's my verse I'm hanging on to in this season of my life, and you can feel free to borrow it. It's my verse, but you can hold it for a minute. I'm going to loan you my verse. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. 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 You get the same grace that Jacob got. You get the same grace that Mary got. Y'all leave my scripture. Y'all keep taking it down, and I love it. Leave it. Like the server that comes tries to grab your plate while you're still eating your chicken fingers. Like I will eat your fingers if you don't put my chicken back on this table. Leave my scripture up. He who did all that, if he did all of that for me, died for me, gave his son for me, how will he not also? Along with him, graciously give us all things. Now, I read this verse wrong all week studying it. I thought it meant that he will also give me the blessings of life along with Jesus, who is the greatest blessing. I thought that meant like I get Jesus and I get other things too. But that's not what the verse means. The verse actually means that he who gave us his son will give us freely. Also, along with him, all things. What does that mean? It means that God has decided to give me everything that Jesus rightfully earned through his life. Along with him, 
So if Jesus is loved by his Father perfectly, I am also loved by my Father perfectly. If Jesus can pray and his Father hears him, I also can pray and my Father hears me. If Jesus could break chains of oppression and he is in me, then I also can expect chains to be broken. And I wanted to remind you, thank you, I'm done with the scripture now. What God you're calling on today? The God of Jacob? The trickster? The deceiver? Stop hiding from God when you're going through hard times. Stop hiding from God when you're feeling ashamed. Come to him and thank him that there's no shame on Jesus, so there's no shame on me. I can see I need to teach this stuff a little more because I'm watching your eyes. You're going like, wow, that's really true. Yeah, that's really true. You are also loved by God, just like Jesus was. The Lord doesn't see any difference. He says he's the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. That means God accepts Jesus because Jesus paid the price, and because Jesus paid the price, he also accepts you. That's the craziest thing in the world to me. Y'all, I just got a, a Jeep a couple months ago, and I'm enjoying my Jeep. I had a Jeep when I was 23, 24, around there, and I figured it was time in this midlife crisis to revisit that youthful stallion energy, get a Jeep, and I'm enjoying that Jeep. But one of my friends said to me when I got it, they said, we need to teach you about the Jeep wave. How many of y'all have heard about the Jeep wave? Well, I had never heard of it. Do you have a Jeep? Well, if you ever pass me, I'll, I'll try my best to wave at you. Do you do the Jeep wave? It's just, am I allowed to tell it or is it like Illuminati? Is somebody going to come get me? Elon Zuckerberg, who's coming to get me if I say this? Calling on the God of Elon. Anyway, they said, they said, you got to do the Jeep wave. And uh, I said, well, what is the Jeep wave? And they said, it's very simple, but you really need to do it because it's a lot of fun. And at first, I was kind of contrary to it because I didn't like somebody telling me how I had to wave at anybody else. They said, if you pass another Jeep, you do like, just like that. That's all it is. Like that. So, so I'm like, that's so stupid. Well, eventually it's it's kind of it's kind of compelling, you know, that you kind of just get into it. And then you start to feel judgmental of everybody who's not in a Jeep. Because they don't have a wave, right? And so now I'm riding around and I do it every chance I get. Um, the Jeep wave. And and even now I've come to the point where if if you don't give me the Jeep wave back. It kind of offends me, and it kind of makes me tempted to do another, a different kind of wave, a different kind of hand motion, just because now I'm into it, because I'm like, we're in this together. We, we, we the Jeep people, we're supposed to stick together. 
And you know, I was thinking about that driving home with Abby. I said last week, I said, I got to put that in my sermon, but, but I don't want to talk about a, a, a Jeep. I want to talk about how Jesus has given us all a gift that is common to us, but it is so specific to us. And our identity in him is the most important thing about us. So anything you can say about yourself that is negative, you can also say something about yourself that will let the enemy know that the God who knows me the most loves me the most. And that's who I am. And that's who I am. So for those of you who walked in today and you're like, why do they lift their hands in, in, in worship? That's kind of weird. No, that's our Jesus wave. That's our wave. That's our wave. That's us telling God, oh God, my God, I need you. I can't make it without your grace. Now I belong to Jesus, and Jesus belongs to me. And I am his. And he is mine. So stand up on your feet and just lift your hands right now. Let's do our let's do our Jesus thing for a moment. And let's let the Lord know in his presence today that we are calling on his name. The name of Jesus. His name through all generations, the great I am. Lord, I'm asking you today for everybody who has been caught up that you would call them back into the reality of who you are, what you've spoken. Father, I thank you today that Jesus is our big brother, our Savior, our true vine. I thank you that he is our bread of life. And today, as we stand in your presence, we receive all that you are more than enough for us. You could put your hands down for a moment. I want to pray a special prayer. There's someone in here who has never joined your life to Jesus Christ. You have never given your life over to God. Or maybe you've done it and you've wandered away, and God brought you back here today because He's calling you, He's drawing you. He's using everything in your life to bring you to this point so that you could reach for him. And he's not far. He'll be found. And if you call on his name today, the God of Jacob, the God of Moses, the God of Mary, the God of David, the God of Jesus, he will be your God too. All you have to do is call on his name. The Bible says that if we call on him, he will save us, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So right now, we're all going to pray this prayer together as a church family for the benefit of those who are coming to God. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. If you desire to place your faith in Jesus today, be saved from your sin and have a new beginning in him, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you. I am a sinner in need of a Savior, and I believe that Jesus Christ is your Son and the Savior of the world. I believe he died to forgive my sin and rose again 
to give me life. I receive this new life. This is my new beginning. On the count of three, raise your hand if you prayed that. One, two, three. Let's celebrate together. Bless you. Bless you. Absolutely amazing. God bless you, sir, in the back. God bless you. God bless you. Best decision you'll ever make. The best decision you'll ever make. The best decision you'll ever make to call on his name. And you know what? Never stop calling his name. You don't just call him one time. You call him in your high moments. You call him in your low moments. You call on the God of also. 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 You give him praise when you're doing well, and you cry out to him with petitions when you're not. He is the God of also. You trust him when you can see the next step. You trust him when you've stumbled down the whole staircase. He is the God of also. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, make sure to share it and subscribe so we can get you all of these new messages as soon as they're available. I also want to take a moment and thank all of you who are a part of Elevation. Whether you support us financially or serve with us or just share these messages, it's because of you that we're able to reach people all around the world. And if you want more information on how to be a part of Elevation, click the link in the description. Thanks again for listening. Make sure to leave a review, share the message, and subscribe. God bless you. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.